Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. than familiar with that theme song and that voiceover announcer. My goodness, it's none other than the world-famous Days of Our Lives theme song. Hi, everybody. It's Janice Malone. I'm here with you on Film Festival Radio Show. And yes, we all grew up listening to that theme song because Days of Our Lives has been airing for, oh, what? Almost half a century. And those words have introduced and underscored NBC's longest-running drama series. It turned 55. The show is now 55 years old as of November 8th, just a few days ago, when it first premiered as a half-hour drama show back in 1965. And then it expanded 10 years later in 1975 to a one-hour show. And as I said, this currently is the 55th season. And you know something? It doesn't matter to the fans because it still remains as a consistent favorite show among critics and the fans. And not only does the show air on NBC here in the States, but it also airs internationally in 15 foreign countries. Days of Our Lives Listen at this list. They have won 58 Emmy Awards, including most recently, just two years ago, Outstanding Daytime Drama. They've had 372 nominations, as well as multiple People's Choice Awards, the GLAAD Media Awards, and PRISM Awards, just to name a few. You know something? I think this show, I think this show called Days of Our Lives has a future. What do you think? Okay. And in honor of wishing Days of Our Lives a happy 55th anniversary, we here at Film Festival Radio Show, we are so excited to have two of the show's longtime actors with us in just like two more minutes or less. I'm talking about Deidre Hall, who stars as Marlena Hall. Deidre, yeah, Deidre Hall. She's been on the show for 40 years, and she's going to be with us in a couple of more minutes, along with her fellow colleague, Eric Martzoff, who stars as Brady Black, and he has starred as her character's son, Brady, uh, as I said, since 2008. Yeah, yeah. Days of Our Lives is just an institution. It's just an icon in daytime television. So let me be quiet. Let's flip over to our other line and bring on Deidre and Eric to tell us more about the 55th anniversary goings-on Four days of our lives. So let's bring those two on right now. I can't wait to talk to them. Hello, this is uh, New York with the Days of Our Lives Tour. Hi there, New York with Days of Our Lives Tour. <laughs> I'm ready when you guys are. Perfect. Now we're just wrapping up an interview and then we'll go uh, straight to you. Okay, sounds good. Stand by. Thank okay, you. Okay, sure. Okay, here we go. Janice Malone with Film Festival Radio, okay? 
Stand by. Janice. Her name is Janice. She's very sweet. Hello. I'm here, and I'm still very sweet. <laughs> Janice, are you as sweet as everybody's saying you are? Yes, yes, and and everybody that checks in the mail soon, so thank you, thank you. <laughs> but anyway, I am not nearly as sweet as the both of you. Deidre and Eric, you guys have been blessing viewers with your talents. Deidre, in your case, 40 years uh, I know we only have a short amount of time, so uh, and of course, Days of Our Lives is having a lot of fan celebrations in honor of the 55th anniversary. But Deirdre, I was wondering, uh, are you doing anything special among your personal friends and family as far as celebration is concerned? Um, actually, not. No, we're, we're also very COVID cautious at my house, so we won't be doing uh, any of that. My my sister is you know out of state. Uh, um, yeah, it'll be a quiet season for everybody this year. Oh, okay. Now I see where you've been watercoloring, um, painting since uh, the lockdown. Wonderful talent. Are any of your your paintings for sale or is just personal use? You know what? My sister and I both watercolor, and we've created a Christmas collection that you can see at DeidreHall.com. Oh, wonderful! She's oh, good. God. Yeah. Pretty proud. She's yeah. good. Yeah. My mother, my mother watercolors. Oh, you've got yeah. that going on. Now, um, Eric, um, you have, of course, played as this wonderful lady, her character's son, Brady. Uh, when you were, Eric, when you were growing up, was Days of Our Lives, was that a part of your household viewing, for, you know, with your aunts, your mom, your grandmother, or anybody, your wife, or anybody? Well, full disclosure, when, when I would stay home from school, and I, I tended to uh, fake sickness a lot so I could stay home, uh, <laughs> my mother would make me watch Young and the Restless. Oh. Uh, she soaps were big house. And yes, Days of Our Lives came across the tube as well. I think, I think she watched every soap. Uh -huh. But I just recall uh, wondering why. You know, my, my, my mother was so invested. It just seemed like everyone was arguing all the time. And uh, these people have all these huge problems. Why, what, what is, why are you doing this to yourself? And she would, you know, talk to the television and talk to the characters. And, oh, well, later on, I, you know, I grew to understand that, oh, this is entertainment. This is escapism. This is exactly what you need if you're having a rough day. It's yeah. like a massage for your head. And now the joke's on me. You know, I'm, I'm now a, an actor on this historic program and couldn't be more proud to say that I'm a part of a 55-year-old program that's still running. And lastly, I need to ask you the same thing, Eric. Um, any personal celebrations among your family and friends for the anniversary? Well, to echo what Deidre said, yeah, we have to be super careful right now. If, if one member of our cast or crew um, has a positive result with this COVID, we, we, you know, production shuts down, you know, no questions asked. And we want to keep bringing this show to, to the forefront and keep creating new episodes. So we're doing everything we can. And it's hard because I'm a social guy. I, I love people. I love hugs. I also want to do what's responsible. And I think as a country and as citizens, we really all need to maintain our distance and keep our masks on and do what we need to do. Absolutely. So not celebrations, but in our hearts, yes. But right. we're going to keep it at a distance. And we'll be celebrating on this. We'll be having Christmas, our usual Christmas, and we'll be doing Thanksgiving this year. So, oh, yeah, you, you, you can get as close to the television as you want. There's no distance <laughs> barrier. Put your nose into the screen, and you'll be able to smell the Horton tree. <laughs> smell a vision works. <laughs> wow. Billy Walken. Well, Eric and Deidre, again, I know we're running out of, I think I've got about 30 seconds, but thank you both so much. Congratulations on all of this this wonderfulness. I just created a new word. And uh, we'll just keep watching Days of Our Lives. I'm like third generation fan of the show. So yay. Thank you guys for being, uh, uh, a part, you know, entertaining us we, all these years. If we can really quickly mention a virtual fan event on November 21st. Fans, check us out online on November 21st for a virtual fan event. Okay. All right. And I know all the fans have all the social media uh, at Days of Our Lives, uh, that's one, and it's just so many. But good fans know where to where to go. 
We'll just put it like that. So, again, thank both of you, and uh, I'll be clicking in uh, on those website links so I can celebrate with everybody else, too. Okay. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks, Janet. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My goodness, it's just still hard to believe that Deidre Hall has been on this one show for 40 years, and she still looks as gorgeous as ever. Obviously, she loves her work. The fans, millions of us fans out there love her, love the show. We love Eric as well, just all of the cast members. So listen, if you are a longtime fan of Days of Our Lives, maybe you grew up on the show like I did and like Eric said he did in his family, so many. There are so many fan celebration events going on in honor of the uh, anniversary. You can go to several places, at Days of Our Lives, at NBC Days, that's another one for Twitter and for Facebook. Again, Facebook is at Days of Our Lives, and Twitter is at NBC Days. And there's going to be uh, Q&A casting with the sessions, Q&A sessions, I should say, with the cast members, trivia challenges, uh, some virtual behind-the-scenes look at the set, just all kinds of really fun stuff, at-home content that you can look at, and just just a lot, a lot of fun stuff. So go to those uh, two social media pages, and you can get the schedule. You can get all of what's going on in real time. So have some fun. I'll be joining. I'm going to go and check it out myself. So, okay, when we come back, we will have our next guest, and it is Harry Lennox from The Blacklist. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back with more Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. want to say thank you to uh, Deirdre Hall and uh, Eric Martsolf. I always mess his last name up, Martsolf, who stars as Brady Black, uh, her character's son on Days of Our Lives. And uh, again, get in on some of that fan celebration uh, for the 55th anniversary of the show. As I told you, you can go to at NBC Days for Twitter. And for Facebook, you can go to at Days of Our Lives. And there you can find all of the activities that are going on for us, the fans there. Okay, to just keep it rolling right along. Oh, my goodness. I am such a fan. Do I act like a fan with some of these guests? Do I really? I, I know I do. I know I do. It just sometimes you just can't help it. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, I'm only human. I'm so sorry. But I'm such a big fan of our next guest. It's Harry Lennox. Come on, it's Harry Lennox. And I've talked to him. This, I think this is my third time talking to him. Uh, we have one interview that we did about ooh, maybe four or five years ago. And we talked for nearly an hour because he's so fascinating. He's so much fun to talk to. He's so knowledgeable and personable. Just a really cool guy and so talented. Oh my goodness, just multi-talented. But anyway, uh, this interview was done. Of course, as I said, you know, The Blacklist had season eight premiere last night on Friday the 13th. Uh, but that's okay. It still premiered, and it did very well. Thank you in the ratings. And so I talked to Harry Lennox on uh, when did I talk to him? Thursday, yes, in preparation for the big season premiere. Now I recorded the show last night. Did you guys? You saw it? Well, I recorded. I have not played it yet, so don't send me any emails about spoilers, please. So it looks as if lead guy Raymond Reddington and all the gang are back at it again, saving the world. You know, that saving the world stuff is a big job. Oh, it's a big job. Yes, it is. And so a part of the Hall of the Gangs here again includes 
our guy, Harry Lennox, here. He's the one and only Harry Lennox, and he stars, of course, as Harold Cooper, the assistant director of the FBI Counterterrorism Division and head of the Covert FBI task force that's assigned to pursue the criminals on the blacklist. Yes, that's who he is. <laughs> so anyway, let's bring on uh, my pre-recorded interview with Harry Lennox. As I said, it took place just a couple of days ago, and uh, we didn't get to spend a lot, a lot of time with him like I've done previously because it's such a long line of media waiting to talk to him because it's Harry Lennox. Are you kidding me? Yes. So let's roll it with Harry Lennox and me just uh, about 48 hours ago. So let's bring it on right now. Let's roll it. Hello, is this Janice? Yes, this is Janice. Cool, I'm calling with the Blacklist interview. You guys ready for us? We are ready. We are ready. Great. I'll put I'll put you through right now. Okay. Thank you. Here I'm with Janice. Hello. Hey, Janice. Harry here. Hi, Harry. So nice to chat with you again. The last time we talked, uh, you were promoting one of the Batman movies that you were in. So that's been a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, that's a few years next up. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, here we are today, Season 8 premiere, Blacklist, and it's on Friday the 13th. Oh, my. Harry, are you a, are you a superstitious kind of person, or is Friday the 13th just another day for you? Well, I'd have to say it's just another day, but, uh, you know, in the, when I'm in the theater, there are certain traditions that are superstitious at the same time, and I... And I Follow those. Right? I follow the traditions. Oh, what's one of them that you follow? Well, for example, if you're in a theater, you uh, you cannot use the word Macbeth. You can't use. You can't quote that name or quote from the play. Um, you can't whistle in the theater. Uh, you know, these are these are long traditions. They have reasons behind them, of course. But but if these infractions occur, you have to go outside and go through an elaborate ritual with Barry and then have to ask permission to come back in to the, the, the sacred space in the theater. So, yeah, oh. we, we pay attention to those. Oh, well, sounds serious there. Well, thank God this is NBC and it's network television, and you don't have to deal with all of that. Uh, yeah. But so, so – Harry, I was looking on social media, and there's a lot of fans that have countdown. They're counting the days down uh, for the big premiere, season eight. Uh, are you doing any live tweeting on Friday night with fans? Oh, I'm sure we will be. Um, I haven't set that up yet, but but yeah, you know, I try to keep active with the fans. So we're we're anxious to see it too. You know, I have to be active. Oh, yeah, oh, good. Yep. Very good. Now, your guy, your character is, is Harold Cooper. Can you give us a little, just a little something-something of what, what we can expect from Harold this season? Well, you know, if Cooper is one thing, I think he's consistent. And he's going to, uh, you know, try to keep everything in balance to the extent that he can. But, you know, Elizabeth Kane has made a decision that she's going to go rogue. And she's going to line up with uh, mortal enemy in many ways. Uh, this is a, a very faithful decision that will have consequences, I think, for the individuals uh, who try to keep everything professional, but because this is a kind of personal breach, this is a breach of the trust that you the oath that you take as a, as a, as a FBI agent. Uh, that, that's a problem, and that, that, uh, that is a kind of personal uh, obligation and duty. And I think this, to some level, level with Cooper, that's sacred. And I think he's going to have a crisis of faith that is represented by Elizabeth King in her relationship with Red Reddington. So, it's, um, so yeah, I think that he'll be grappling with that. And, and I, too, wonder, you know, how, how that's going to be made clear. We're still at the point now in shooting these where, uh, where I'm just really finding out uh, that she's made this decision. Man, don't you just hate it when us gals go rogue on you? It's just, uh, it's just a problem, even in television characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me 
ask you these last two questions really fast. Is, is there anything about your character that you wish that you could do in real life? Uh, other than, than shoot bad people? <laughs> uh, no, you know, I think, uh, I, think I, I wish I could be as analytical as Cooper. I, I said uh, as an actor, uh, my brother was a cop, by the way, for 30 years, and so I know he's far more rational and logical than I am. Uh, the, the ability that he has to dedicate his life to this cause that is a noble cause, but is a selfless cause, I think, um, and that everybody doesn't agree with the fact that it's noble or just. That is what the FBI does, what the um, components of the Justice Department do. Is it the law or is it justice? Is it both? Uh, and, and so, you know, having to grapple with those kinds of deep questions uh, and be able to go on with this job is something I know I could really do unless I had definitive answers, you know, on a, on a very moral level, I think whatever my morality may be, but, um, you know, that, that's, that's admirable that people can grapple with that. Very How can you be a Christian and take a life, you know, yeah. these kinds of And finally, what have you been doing uh, during the, the big lockdown this summer? What, what did you, how did you spend your time? Well, I'm proud to say that for the first time, <laughs> It was really kind of a crucible for me. I, I, I didn't know if I would, but I cranked out uh, a, a play, a musical, actually, the, the, the book of a musical. I didn't write the music because I don't uh, have that level of ability. But I did that. I also uh, got a little bit better at the piano. Uh, I took the time, and I uh, read some books that I've been halfway through for many time, many years. So I did stuff like that. Oh, very, very productive. Some people, you know, clean up their garage. You wrote a whole musical. Harry, you're just that guy. Wow. I'm so jealous. The best I could do was clean up closets, but okay. Whatever. But, Harry, we're going to be tuning in Friday night, season eight, you and the rest of the gang on the blacklist. And, uh, I'm a part of that countdown. I've been waiting and counting down the days myself. So thank you so much for the chat. And uh, we'll, be, we'll see you on Friday night on the, on the Blacklist. Excellent. I hope you like the show. Great chat with you again. And uh, let me know what you think. I will. I, will, I have your, your um, contact information from your website and such and social media. I definitely will do that. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you so much, Harry Lennox. Oh, my goodness. It is always, always a wonderful opportunity to chat with the great Harry Lennox. He is such a fine and distinguished actor. And uh, anytime he has some time, so do we on this show. But uh, you know something? I did not know that theater actors have all of these little, I guess you could say, little quirkiness little things that they do uh, when they're backstage before they go out on stage and, you know, in a way to kind of wish each other good luck, uh, little good luck little things that they do. I knew about the uh, old saying, break a leg in theater. Of course, that means, you know, have a good show and such, but good performance. But I didn't know about the other things that Harry mentioned, and so that's a learning experience for me. Next time I hear that, I'll know what that means in the theater world. Well, anyway, uh, make sure that you tune in if you're a big fan of The Black List. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday the 13th, is the premiere of Season 8. And uh, if I can't make it, I will definitely put my little DVD-R plus or whatever it is to record it and such. Okay, uh, we're going to take a very quick break, and then we'll be back with another very talented actress, and she has a new film coming out uh, on the 15th, so we'll talk more about that right after this. We'll be back with more Film Festival Radio after this break. Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. 
Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show here with me, Janice Malone. We're about to wrap things up here, but we have one more guest to go, and that is a very beautiful, very talented, multi-talented actress, and she's originally from Canada. Not only is she a talented actress, but she's also a writer and a producer. Her name is Olaniki Adelaide, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name properly, Olaniki. Uh, but anyway, she stars in this new, uh, the, the category, the genre is horror slash comedy with a bit of cannibalism, just a t- tidbit, just a tidbit, just a little bit uh, in there. And the title of the film is She Never Died. And it's making its American debut on Fox Entertainment's new streaming service called The Tubi channel t is in tom t-u-b-i and it will be uh you can see this film on november 15th now uh the film already premiered at Screenfest los angeles and adalihi was nominated for best actress as well as in toronto uh at the blood in the snow film festival it did very well there where our guest won the award for best actress and uh, so, yeah, this movie, if you love horror films, if that's your genre, you will love this one. Again, it's titled She Never Died, and you can see it on the Tubi channel, the Fox Entertainment's new streaming service, on November 15th. Now, let me tell you about a little bit. Just We won't talk too much because we want our guest to you know, get off into it and gives us some, uh, really, because she was the star. Uh, but in the film... Adelie plays as Lacey, a socially detached loner. Yeah, you already know it's going downhill. <laughs> uh, so the character Lacey is is cursed with being an immortal. She's in, she's she's immortal. She never dies. That's why we got the title. And kind of that's where we're going to leave it. We're going to leave you with a cliffhanger until we bring our guest on and she can fill in the blanks more. Uh, Before we bring her on, I can tell you this. Earlier this year, uh, it was announced that she will be sharing the big screen with Ice Cube, Ryan Destiny, and Judy Greer in uh, a new movie called Flint Strong. And obviously, it will be about uh, the city of Flint, Michigan, and all of the ups and downs and Oh, God, my my heart goes out to the people who live there. But anyway, there's a new movie coming out called Flint Strong, and our featured guest here, she will be one of the stars in it. And uh, we'll talk to her more about her role in Flint Strong. So without any more delays, let's bring on Olaniki Adelie as she gives us some more details about her starring role in the upcoming uh, Fox Entertainment's Streaming service to be new film that will be streaming on November 15th titled She Never Died. And she doesn't. So let's bring her on right now. Okay, let's start off by saying congratulations about the, the project and such. And uh, just tell us a little bit about your role and, and everything about this film. Oh, well. I mean, she never died, Um, and it's uh, a a horror thriller, action, dark comedy, Um, so it's got quite a few genres in there, but it's mainly horror and directed by Audrey Cummings, and this is a story of um, of, uh, Lacey, a socially detached um, loner who is, like, cursed immortally and, like, has to spend her never-ending life with mortals, with humans on Earth. Oh, what and, a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she does not like anybody. She wants to be left alone. And, mm-hmm. you know, she tries to um, survive in this mundane, just every day being the same world by just coping and um, sorting out bad guys that she can like do something to because she's just bored mm-hmm. and but also wants to be left alone 
but she also has a past she's running from, and that's what it is. And so she's trying to figure out how to get her life back or her previous existence back. And then she just happens to come on, you know, to meet up with these people that give her an opportunity to redeem herself from her past mistakes. And, um, yeah, and then the film starts to get crazy with action and, um, and you know, wonderful fight sequences. And it just, it, it, without giving anything away, it, it's a hell of a ride with how she's trying to redeem herself from her past and, and the souls that do come into her life and helping her along the way with that. Now, I understand that the movie has a bit of, uh, well, I, I, I've seen it, but I don't want to give away too much, but it has a bit of a cannibalistic comedy twist touch to it. Is is that a good way to to say it? Oh, or? yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think you nailed it. Absolutely. Well, now... Um, the film did very well, I understand, at the Screen Fest in Los Angeles, and you were nominated for Best Actress. Uh, tell us about That's that. Right. What would you say, sir? So just tell us about what was that What was that like for you? That, I know what, I, what oh, It was wonderful. Like, it was wonderful because, I mean, of course, you, I mean, to be recognized for something that you're so passionate about is, like, you know, the icing on the cake and... We had a great time. You know, I, I wasn't um, totally invested in, oh, I have to win this, because that's just not how I um, I approach the industry. I, I tend to just, you know, focus on my work. And to me, the work is already the gratifying part. But when it comes to, when, like, when you, when it comes to, you know, someone wanting to reward you with something and that possibility, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it's undescribable. It's just a beautiful feeling of euphoria because you know you've done your job. Yes, absolutely. Well, now you have a very varied uh, resume of, of films that you've done and uh, in your home country of Canada as well as here in the States. So, uh, but but this this role uh, is quite scary. Uh, is, is, horror, yeah. is that a genre that you really, really enjoy working in or does it matter to you? working in it yeah mm-hmm. I mean I love just working period oh, and, yeah. and creating and uh, finding very like you know nuanced characters and um, stretching my my craft and my talent and just stretching mm-hmm. the skill I love doing that horror is something that like I guess I started since Saw and it's just so much fun to play in that world because it's this, this it's like a fantasy world right mm-hmm. and you're 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 creating gore, you know, and like you, you're you're creating this reaction from an audience that like takes them out of their body, you know, and with the scares, and it's it's something that's indescribable, but it's but people really like to be scared, and so yeah. when you get to play and have fun in that world, it's gratifying when when you do get the right reactions. I mean, that you, you're doing well. Yeah, we, as people, especially Americans, we seem to just love being scared, going in haunted houses and crazy, ridiculous roller coaster rides. And I talked to a filmmaker a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I told you, it's Juliet Landau, uh, Martin Landau's daughter, and Barbara Bain is a mom. Oh, wow. And she she did a film documentary about kind of tracing the history of why people love vampires and vampire movies and books and such. And it's just a part, it seems, of our culture as people. We like to be scared. I don't know what that's yeah. about. But, and we love curiosity. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. And mystery. Yeah, of course. The unknown is scary, but we still move towards it. Yeah, because we support horror films and books and plays, and we just still support that whole genre. We love it. So, uh, now your current film, uh, She Never Died, and it sounds like she she didn't, but it will be uh, streaming on Fox Entertainment's uh, Tubi, T-U-B-I, November 15th, 
And so everybody who has that channel or network, I should say, or they should go and subscribe to it, T-U-B-I-2-B, and see Mm -hmm. you in action, and they can see what we're talking about here as well. So I just looking at your huge body of work here, you are – you you have a recurring role on, on the hit comedy series Working Moms that's uh, on Netflix. And so what what is it like yeah. working on that show? Big change. Oh, it's um, loads of fun. Loads and loads of fun. Because, I mean, comedy is not the easiest thing to do. And when you do know how to do it, my goodness, it's, uh-huh. it's just, it's a joy. Uh-huh. It's a joy. You're, you're, here's another emotion I use. It's making people laugh, you know, um, and catching wit and and falling in love with like quirky and interesting characters, but working moms, it, it, it provides a a space to you know put forward your your funniest self and 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 win, you know. So yeah, I love the, the cast and the crew. It's all they're all really great. Captain Reitman does does a really great job with her writing team to bring characters that we we don't necessarily see every day, and it's also like female driven. And how, what a wonderful um, subject matter to attack, like working mothers, and we all know what that is. Oh, yeah. uh, working mothers um, is the cornerstone of this world, man, you know, and how hard it is for us to not just be um, moms, but, you know, dare to want a career. Yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. enough. And, and, right, and also keep the family afloat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a really tough job. So that show shows you um, what the, what that's possibly like and, and the comic relief of it all, you know, because really it is all just a cosmic joke. <laughs> it is. It really is. Oh, my goodness, is it ever. Wow. Well, I see also that you uh, you have a film that you're with Ice Cube and with uh, Judy Greer, uh, Ryan Destiny. Uh, tell us about that film and when, when – uh, well, Flint Strong. Tell us about that one. Well, that's the story of Clarissa Shields and um, her her rise to her boxing career. And so this is the the biopic, and uh, I play her mother in the in the movie, um, which it, it takes place. It's like it, it it centers around when she had to go to the the, the Olympics um, to showcase her wonderful talent of boxing. Um, but it also talks about um, her family struggles, you know, being from Flint, Michigan, and uh, what she had to do in order to help her family. And, you know, she chose to train for the Olympics, hoping that it would bring her more recognition and sponsorships. But, um, you know, she comes to find out it's not as easy as it, it appeared to be when she first initially went out to get into the Olympics. But, yeah, it shows you her plight in that and what her drive was behind um, wanting to box and wanting to, you know, be somebody in the world and that her family was a a major component in her drive to complete this task. And now when will this uh, be released? Well, we don't know. We, We still have to film it. We oh. haven't filmed it. We haven't finished filming it because of the, the pandemic. Yeah. We started it, but we haven't finished it. Well, you know, it's ironic that I had Clarissa on the show back in, I believe it was April or May, and it was she was wow. Uh, yeah, because she was one of the contestants on um, the Titan Games show on NBC, mm-hmm. and so she yeah. was on, and she was such a delight, and she was talking about. Um, how she had started an online uh, fitness business right at the start of wow. the, yeah right at the start of the pandemic and she was saying how well it was doing at home and, mm-hmm. and such as that so and now I'm talking to you you're going to be playing as her mom and Flint Strong so that's pretty yeah. cool that's really cool that sounds like a that's good so role. cool yeah it sounds like a very good yeah role. she's an exceptional girl she, her story is so exceptional and I mean it literally is. What, whatever the American dream is or whatever the definition, I think that she definitely defined that, um, that anything is possible when you put your mind to it. And America 
um, is a place where you can accomplish those goals no matter where you come from or what situation that you come from. So it's pretty special. I can't wait to finish that and uh, be a part of telling her story. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely want to see it now that I've had a chance to talk with her. And now for you, talking to you as well. So, um, okay, before I sign off, I want to go back to, <coughs> excuse me, She Never Died. Uh, yeah. It, again, it will be um, airing on Tubi on the November 15th. Now, do you plan on doing any live tweeting or, you know, interacting with, with viewers, fans, or, or anything, or what? Sure. I mean, bring it on. It's, I love talking to the fans. They're the, the, you know, they are the supporters of all of our art, and so mm-hmm. I would really enjoy that if I, um, you know, be so honored to to interact with them and, like, see how they feel about it, you know? That would be so cool. I think that would be fantastic. So uh, now what is your social media handles and so people can find you and see, you know, when you log on so they can join in on the fun? Well, my Twitter is at Olanike um, Adli, um, and and my Instagram is at Olanike um, Adli. Okay. Uh, most of my platforms, yeah, it's, um, O-L-U-N-I-K-E-A-D-E-L-I-Y-I. So, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and and Facebook as well. You have such a beautiful name. Uh, So unique. Thank you. Uh, Last question here. Now, did you always, was was acting, was that a profession that you really always wanted to do, or were you doing something else and you just kind of fell into acting, or what? Oh, it's always what I wanted to do. From my diaries, from like grade four, <laughs> I went back into my diaries and it literally said like I wanted to like be another Michael Jackson, like singing, dancing, acting. Um, and I didn't even realize that it that I had that bug all the way back from there. But I mean, I did throughout junior high and, and high school do a lot of drama and do a lot of like theater and stuff. And I was always winning the 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 awards for the year for when it comes to drama. And so, but I didn't, I didn't think that I could actually do a career in it because I mean, I come from a family that, um, you know, they are a family of academics. And so they're, they're more focused on um, practical professions like, you know, law, law, um, medicine, anything to do, anything in that in that field, and so I had to really push and create a discipline that um, they they can respect. And so I I believe that you attacked this industry like you know acting just like if a brain surgeon a brain surgeon was studying you know to do his job. Mm-hmm. So it's the same it's the same discipline. Now, um, uh, but yeah, I went. I went to school in New York in order to um, get my skills fine tuned, and then I returned to Canada, and the rest is history. I've just been grinding and working and working and working, and eventually, we'll, you know, I'm starting to see that you know, people are really enjoying all of the all of the passion and the discipline that I bring to projects. So. I'm I'm highly grateful. What was it difficult initially to sit down with family and say, "Well, I'm not going to go to law school or medical school or engineering school. I'm going into entertainment." Was that a hard conversation to have? Well, it was a conversation that just kept happening. I don't, there was no sit down. It was a like, "No, you should be doing this." No, I'm going to still do that. Uh-huh. And no, you should be doing this. This is ridiculous. When are you going to give this up? You know. Or <laughs> well, I mean, I remember remember long. Um, even before I went to um, theater school in New York City, my my uncle said to me, he's like, uh, don't you think that, you know, if you were going to be an actor, you should be famous by now? Because I started a little later than most people. Like, I, in my full-fledged career, I started at, at 31. Mm-hmm. And I went to theater school 27. So that's, that's later than what most people usually um, do yeah. when they're getting into the the industry. And he's like, you should, you would have been, baby, you should be Holly Berry right now. But now, and I was like, what? <laughs> and your family was what are you on talking it? about? <laughs> but I found that the nose or the skepticism is what gave me a drive. So, and it's still that way today. When someone tells me that you know it's probably not going to work for you, I I don't even listen to that because that's you know, those are dream killers. Those are people that, you know, mm-hmm. don't have the guts to do what they want themselves. So they want to dictate your life. So I've always tried to put my 
you know, um, feet solidly on the ground and just trudge away. And it didn't matter. I said, if you get a break at 92, then it's 92. Yeah. But I was always willing to have the, like, the long, the long career, like Cicely Tyson. Yes. What a great, oh, what a great example she is. Oh, my goodness. She really is. But, and now yeah. I'm sure the, the, you know, different family members and friends, I'm sure they're your biggest fans now, of course. Oh, yeah, and they don't remember ever detouring me from going into the profession. I was okay. like, I have all the receipts. And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Oh. But, um, you know, all the power to them, though, because they're still, like, such a wonderful supporting family. And it's nice to know that I brought them joy just um, by accomplishing something that seems so hard and, and succeeding in it. That's wonderful to hear. That's the main thing that you're still out here, and you're on you're on uh, projects in Canada and in America. So that's even better. Yes, that's even better. even better. Yeah, you are you are double triple. And I'm not stopping there either because I want to be doing projects in Jamaica, Nigeria, mm-hmm. like all over. Yeah, the Nollywood uh, crowd in in Nigeria and all over, all over the world, and mm-hmm. and now absolutely technology being what it is, that is so available to do, so available to do. Well, anyway, um, yeah. thank you so much for the chat. Oh, oh, you're more than welcome. Oh, I just loved it. And I love the film. It scared me, but because I'm a real scaredy cat when it comes to horror films. Uh, but I loved it. And uh, I said, oh, I'll be talking to her in a few days. And so now we've done our chat. And uh, people, again, they can go to your social media um, pages and see what time you're going to do live tweeting. And they can watch it on the Tubby, T-U-B-I. Is it Tubby or Tubi? Am I pronouncing it? I think it's Tubi. Tubi. Why would I want yeah. to be a tubby? Tubi, T-U-B-I. But I mean, your way works too, but I think it's Tubi. Tubi, that sounds a little better than Tubby. Uh, but it's Fox Entertainment streaming service, Tubi, November 15th. And yeah. order it up, and if you like being scared and all that kind of great stuff, uh, this will do it. She Never Died is the film. She Never Died. The beautiful thing about Tubi, too, is it's free. It's yeah, free. It's, that's right. It is. It's free. Yes. Yeah, you have. There's no excuse now. It's totally free. No. Nope. There's no excuse. Exactly. <laughs> free. So are you now? You gonna keep saying it's the last question? This is the last question for real. Do, are you one of those actresses? Do you like watching yourself on screen, or do you not like watching yourself on screen? I used to not, and I still have those, like, you know, weird qualms about, like, oh, I don't want to watch myself because I'm a, my biggest critic. And also, by the time I see the film, I feel like I'm a, a whole new actress. So I used to tend to just avoid it altogether. Even when the lights go down in the theater, I would disappear and then come back <laughs> for Q&As or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, for the, I think in the past, in the past couple of years, it's, it's, I've had a different experience with watching myself because now I'm I'm really watching myself as an artist as opposed to trying to critique, oh, I should have did this or that. Now I'm really seeing the beauty, the, the heart of the artist and where she's trying to go, and, and I'm really appreciating my work. So it's definitely a new feel, and, um, yeah, why not take a look? Take a look and yeah. try to get rid of the critical eye and just be in the story. So that's where I'm at right now. That's good. That's a very good way to look at it, and not being such a constructive criticism of thing of yourself. But that's good because we're enjoying it. Yeah, we're enjoying watching Thank you, of you. course. So okay, I will let you go, my dear, and I really look forward to uh, chatting with you again when um, the the movie comes out with uh, Flint Strong. With you and Ice Cube and Ryan Destiny and and all uh, Judy Greer and everybody, that's going to be such a good film. Um, maybe we can bring Cl- Clarissa back on and have both of you on, and she can. That would be phenomenal. Uh huh. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. She, man, she and I talked for over forty five minutes because she just had so much wow. to say and I had so much to ask. And so, uh, yeah, let's just do that all over again. So I'll stay tuned yeah. to find out on your on your social pages of when Flint Strong will be finished first and then released, but obviously next year. And we will work on having both of you on at the same time. 
sounded wonderful. Okay, well, thank you and again, and you have a wonderful rest of the evening. You as well. It's a pleasure. Very much a pleasure for me as well. So we'll see you on TV and film as well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Olaniki. We are, as always, just delighted to have uh, new and young talent on the show. We, that's what our show is all a part of, what it's all about. And as I told you, isn't she just fabulous? She's a very multi-talented writer, producer, uh, actress, and gorgeous. She's a quadruple threat there. And again, so make sure that you watch her on her latest film, She Never Died, which be, will be making its U.S. debut on Fox Entertainment's streaming service, Tubi, on November 15th. Okay, we are out of time. Had a lot of cool guests, didn't we? want to thank all of our guests, starting with Deidre Hall and Mark Martzoff, stars of Days of Our Lives, wishing Days of Our Lives once again a happy 55th anniversary to this show, the cast, all the crew members. Whew, you did it. 55 years. And also, I want to thank Harry Lennox from The Blacklist. Oh, man, love talking to Harry. Uh, Blacklist, of course, has its season 8 premiere on NBC tomorrow night, November 13th. Make sure you tune in to watch Harry and all the rest of the crew. And, of course, we want to, again, thank the beautiful and talented actress, Leniki Adeliyi, who stars in the upcoming horror comedy film, She Never Died, which will be airing again on November 15th on the Fox Entertainment news service, a streaming service, Tubi, Tubi, to you. T-U-B-I. I want to say to be or not to be, but that would be kind of tacky. So, But it's to be, T-U-B-I. Okay, we are uh, going to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening, as always, for checking us out. You've been doing so for a very long time and uh, long before podcasts were even popular. We were doing this show in 2007, and you guys have been right here with us, and we want to thank you from all over the world who have been our great supporters, and uh, we want to bring on more. Yeah, we want to do that. So have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you guys tomorrow night on another edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.